wants to learn a life-changing, enduring skill? Oh, yeah. Mm, quite a few people. Okay. Who, who gets challenged? Who gets challenged at laundry time and suitcase packing time? Who really hates folding their shirts? Oh, Mel, I'd, I'd love to, I'd love to pass a skill on to you. Please come to the front. Oh, yeah. Life during skill. I have here a t-shirt, just a standard t-shirt from Cornwall. Uh, everybody knows Salt Rock. Yes, please. Front? You look for the lady. Back. I can do that. Yeah, yeah, okay. So, would you like to learn how to fold this t-shirt in just a couple of seconds? Yes, yes I would. Do. Do show you how I would do it anyway? It'd be kind of Go on, yeah, show me what you would normally do. There we go. Yeah. This is my way of doing it. Absolutely. Okay. Let's see if we can do this slightly better. See if we can do this slightly better. I'm not even sure this table's big enough. I said to Claire I would need the whole table. There we go. Right. Are you ready? <laughs> Probably. Bit of a rush, bit of a rush, like but that. do you want to see that again? Yeah. Woo! I got this for my, I got this tip for my friend Hugh. Hugh Tube. <laughs> Are you ready? Okay, so the first mistake is don't put the t-shirt that way around. Okay? I know, this is, this is what I've been doing all my life. Now, you look at your t-shirt and you think a line across the middle. Okay? You then think a line midway between the neck and the shoulder down here. And you can see a point which intersects there, can you not? I can, right, okay? So you grab that point, you grab this point, you bring this one over to the bottom, you pull that through, give it a shake. Do you want to try? Are you sweating? <laughs> Do you want to try or do you want to see it once more? No. Is it that hand there? No, no, no. That, no, hand. no, no. that hand there. That hand there. So Lift over. over to right to the very bottom. That's it. Lift, pull this hand through as you come up off the ground. Give it a shake. Yeah, not quite You're halfway. Not quite there, and then as you drop it down, do that. <sighs> Have another go. Midway, mid, no, that's not quite midway, because Janice has used the other quick oh, way, which is the folding machine, okay. but yeah. yeah. Uh, who's got a t-shirt folding machine? No. Yes. Oh, I should have brought that along as well, shouldn't I? That's it, you've got it. Woo! When you, when you, when you see your friends, you will say, I learnt a life-changing skill at church on Sunday. Woo! It's an effective way, isn't it, to teach people how to do something by showing them, by doing it together with them, 
and then by letting them do it themselves. It's how I used to train PhD students to clone DNA. It's how I trained my replacement in my last jobs. It's, it's how you do that. You, you show them. You do it together. You let them do it on their own. Really important. Let's just have a look at our scripture for today then. Here we go. So we're looking, open please. We're looking at Luke 11, chapter 1. Uh, not yet, no. No, okay. Luke 11, Luke 11, starting at verse 1. Now, Jesus was praying in a certain place. And when he finished, one of the disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray, as John taught his disciples. And he said to them, when you pray, say, Father, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Give us each day our daily bread and forgive us our sins. For we ourselves forgive everyone who is indebted to us and lead us not into temptation. And he said to them, which of you has a, or has a friend will go to him at midnight and say to him, friend, lend me three loaves. For a friend of mine has arrived on a journey and I have nothing to set before him. And he will answer from within, don't bother me. The door is now shut and my children are with me in bed. I cannot give up and give you anything. I tell you, though he will not give up, get up and give him anything, because he is his friend, yet because of his impudence, he will rise and give him whatever he needs. And I tell you, ask and it will be open to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and it will be open to you. Everyone who asks receives, and the one who seeks finds, and the one who knocks, it will be opened. What father among you, if his son asks for a fish, will instead of a fish give him a serpent? Or if he asks for an egg, will give him a scorpion? If you then, who are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will the Heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? Amen. Amen. Thank you for that. Amen. Brilliant. Okay. Pop along. There we go. What do we get? Brilliant. Thank you. It might seem a little bit odd at this point that Jesus is only just now giving his disciples training in prayer. Where are we? I think from, from Helen last week you will have heard that the 12 have been sent out on their ministry trip. The 72 had been sent out on their ministry trip. But now, all of a sudden, Jesus thinks, good time to teach them how to pray. I think, actually, there may have been a little bit of demonstration before this point, don't you? May have been a little bit of demonstration before this point. Think about it. Jesus went off to pray on a number of times during the time when he was touring the country with his disciples. He would take himself aside to pray. He would take himself up the mountain to pray. He would do all of these things. People, would, they would have seen him pray to his father. But do you know what? Fast forward to the Garden of Gethsemane. Have they learned all their lessons? No. <laughs> no. No. Maintaining our skills is important. Being reminded of these things is important. Jesus didn't just tell them something once, show them something once. He did it again and again and again. Good example of that. Who's ever done a first aid certificate to be a first aider at work? Who then has found 
two years down the line, all of a sudden, something happens. You have to call all of those skills you once learned two years ago to try and do some emergency. Doesn't it? Well, it doesn't happen for you. You could... You end up getting emergencies the week after you've done it. It's true. Um, isn't that really, really difficult? I think that's hard. That was always my biggest worry. Um, the, the first aid trainer who does town pastors training now is brilliant. Every month she sends out a little email with some revision for you. So you can read that and, and refresh your skills. What a brilliant thing to do. So the question then becomes, are you a lifelong learner? Or do you think, I did that once, I learned that, put it to bed, okay, and move on. I think we need to be lifelong learners. And as disciples, that's exactly what we're called to be. So looking at this text then, I want to just say the really most important thing there, the very beginning, verse 1, verse 2, what happened? The disciples asked. They asked Jesus Teach us how to pray. They were lifelong learners, if you like. They weren't, you know, they, they weren't content to just stay and, and in the place where they were. They were looking to Jesus to teach them some stuff, to learn some things. They wanted to grow. They were there with Jesus, the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords. Don't you think that must have been exciting? As well as a bit challenging, as well as a little bit scary but really, really exciting. We also have a living relationship with the King of Kings, with the Lord of Lords. Is it possible there's a little bit more we might learn from him? I think so. I don't think there's ever going to be an end to what we can grow into, what we can learn, the depths that we can go to with God. I think I've just been reminded, trying to trying to run the words, and we're singing those songs, and, and, and we're singing Holy Spirit come, and Holy Spirit came, and it's like, oh, right, where's, where am I in these words? I'm getting lost in the worship. We can go deeper. There's always some new place we can go with God, some new depth we can go in our relationship, in our love, in knowing him, in knowing his compassion, but also in learning and growing of what it's like to be a follower, a disciple, and to follow him. Should we ever stop seeking to grow? I don't think so. Perhaps it's more actually about the different seasons of life. As we move into different seasons, there's different things to move into, different depths to know, different ways to know God, maybe. Some of you are right at the beginning of your lives, and there's a lot of seasons ahead of you. Some of us are perhaps towards the other end, and there's only one or two seasons left. But let's not give up on knowing there's always more for God. So to be a disciple then, you have, to, you have to admit you don't have it all. If somebody could heighten that for me, that would be really great, thank you. You, don't have to, you have to admit that you don't have it all. You've got to be ready to ask and also have a teachable spirit. Be ready to be teachable. Okay, Brian, next slide please. So Jesus' teaching points. So the next few verses are the how, if you like, the kind of nuts and bolts, as it were, the, the words. Jesus gives them some simple words that I guess probably we all pretty much know by heart, don't we? Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Some of us know it in some more archaic language because we grew up in a time when there was lots of these and thys and thous. 
Some of us know it in a more modern translation, but I bet most of us probably know that pretty much off by heart. And they are simple, straightforward words. But I think they can reveal more depth each time you take them. And rather than just reciting, look at them. Ask the Holy Spirit to tell you what is Jesus saying line by line, even word by word. Because you can dig deeper into those things. Simple words. Also a model. If you're ever stuck, what to pray? Here's a model. Here's an example. What a wonderful thing that Jesus himself, the Son of God, gave us an example of how to pray. Us. Not a prayer that he would say, but all words that he would have said, but prayers that we can say. If you're ever stuck, it's a model. It's also something to enlarge on. As you pray through those words, you can maybe pray a sentence at a time and, and other things will come to your mind that you can pray into through those things. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name, can trigger you off into all kinds of praise and worship for who God is. And that's just the first line. Each of those can maybe draw us nearer and nearer to God, draw us into places and remind us of things that maybe we should pray about. Maybe we should pray about. So it's something to enlarge on. It's also a great example of what I call praying scripture. Does anybody here pray scripture? Take any piece of scripture? Yeah, I saw some nods over there. Do you know what? If you're stuck, again, find some scripture. Read it, then start to pray it, and pray it through. It's there. Scripture is so rich. So rich. It's not a point of just reading it. It's actually a point of reading it, letting it come to life in you and in your life. And praying through a piece of Scripture is one of those things. It's one of those things that you can do. It's also a pattern. A pattern for life. It's not something that I learned as a young lad uh, in Sunday school or, or being in the choir on a Sunday. I don't know when you would have learned it. But it's something that we can use all through our lives as a reminder of how to pray. So it's a pattern as well. There's so much in there. Brian, while you tip that over, I'm just going to get my glass of water. There's also a bit more to the how. There's an attitude in there. The how isn't just about nuts and bolts, words that you can say. There's also an attitude, if you look at verses 5 to 9. It's this story about a friend who goes to his other friend's house. And as you read that through, you get a bit mixed up as to which he is he. So take it, take it apart, read it through yourself. A friend who goes to his, uh, his, uh, his friend's house, man goes to his friend's house because somebody else has turned up back at his own house. It's like me going to Brian and Helen because, I don't know, maybe my sister's turned up and I've got nothing for her. I say, Brian, Helen, have you got any food you could lend me because I'm desperate, I've got nothing in at home. And Brian may have been out all day, maybe absolutely tired, Helen as well. Maybe the kids have been partying all night. I don't know if they do that kind of thing these days. But, you know, they may be exhausted. And I'd be banging on the door. And Brian says, oh, Tony, 
of all the times. But I'm going to bang on that door again. Tony, of all time, I'm going to bang on the door again. And because I'm not just persistent, but a little bit kind of pushy, (laughs) Brian will say, he's my mate. I need to do something to help him. And he would. He'd probably do it the first time I knock on the door. I'm sure he would. I'd go to Tesco's. 24-hour Tesco's. Isn't it nice to have friends as well, though? <laughs> and so there's this persistence. There's this persistence in prayer. Jesus gave them a story, a little picture of things that may have been a kind of common occurrence because they didn't have Tesco's. They couldn't go to the 24-hour shop and they needed some things in the middle of the night. Jesus is saying, look, be persistent. Keep banging on that door. That's an interesting picture, isn't it? Because don't we expect God to, to, you know, he's almighty God. He could just deliver. He could, couldn't he? Do we, we don't, we don't deny that. God could just deliver the moment, even before we finished our prayer. Sometimes, maybe often, that doesn't happen. Jesus is saying, look, actually that's a good thing. Because it shows, it gives you the opportunity to show God your insistence and your persistence. And do you know what? God will answer. God will deliver. So be persistent. Don't give up, even perhaps when it feels a little bit awkward. It says there in verse 8, because of his impudence. That sounds fairly impudent to come to Brian's house in the middle of the night and bang on his door and disturb his night's sleep and get the dog all annoyed and everything just because I need a bit of bread. bit impudent, really. I could go to Tesco's. He might even say, why haven't you gone to Tesco's? It sometimes feels a little bit A little bit shameless, even. That is another translation for that word impudence. It's actually a bit shameless. Jesus is saying, be shameless in your prayers, in asking God for things. It's, If you like, it's just like a three-year-old would ask. If a three-year-old asks, oh, she's sharing the mince round. (laughs) If a three-year-old asks uh, and and you say, do you know what, I'm I'm busy, I'm busy. Is that the end of it? No, of course it's not. And you might think that three-year-old is a little bit impudent and shameless. Jesus is saying, be a bit like that. Be a bit like that. Don't give up, even when it's a little bit awkward. Don't give up in your prayer. So all of this is helping the disciples learn about what prayer is and what prayer can be. It's not just a pattern of words. Look at the attitude that behind it as well. Okay, let's pop to the next slide, Brian. Thank you. And there's a promise. There is a promise. Things that we can expect. Jesus says, ask, seek, knock, and it will. Is that a promise? Is that a guarantee? If you saw that in the fine print of some contract you had made with somebody to provide good internet and it will be provided and it wasn't, wouldn't you go banging on the phone or something to them? It's a promise. It will be. There's an assurance. No time scale. (laughs) But there's an assurance. So that persistence and impudence and commitment comes together. 
to the, to the end of there being a promise, an absolute promise of what you're going to see, what you'll receive. And there's the why in there as well. The very last bit is about a why. Why is it? Because God is a good father. And Jesus says, look, look, you guys. He's talking, you know, to his disciples. So you guys, you know, you perhaps know what it's like to be a father. If, if your child asks you for something nice, are you going to give them something nasty? No. Of course not. If our heart is in the right place, of course we want to give good things to our kids. Jesus says, yeah, but this is Father God, who's not just a good father, he's a good father. A good, good father, as we sing. He's a good father. He's the father. He's the, the father of all fatherhood. And in him, we can trust. And in him, we can rely. This is Jesus giving them some life skills. Far more than folding a t-shirt. Far more. Life skills of how to pray. Of how to know that your father is for you. Of how to know that he wants to give you good things. He's preparing his disciples, don't forget, for a time when he's not going to be there. And that brings us to the next point. Brian, next slide. A case in point. Jesus goes on to say, look, if you, you know, you human beings are a bit weak, if you can still give good gifts to your kids, how much more will the Father give you the Holy Spirit if you ask? Okay, so think about your heart as a parent when your kids ask you for something. Maybe they're asking for something that's a bit too big. But what is your heart? You want to give them something, to bless them. You want to give them what they would really want. When you see your kids struggle as they're older, don't you want to, like, sort them out? Don't you want to, like, put things right for them? Don't you want, isn't your heart just to step in, even though you mustn't, and, and do things for them, and see them released into, all, into new freedoms? Isn't that the way it is? Of course it is. But here's Father God. He wants to do so much more than that. He wants to give you the Holy Spirit. He wants to give you the Holy Spirit. I think that was a reminder in our worship this morning. Thank you, Andrew, for amazing choice of songs. And thank you, God, for meeting us in our worship. I think God wanted to remind us this morning that the Holy Spirit is available to you and to me. The Holy Spirit is available. So I've kind of zoomed through this talk, and as I was preparing, I was thinking, this is very sparse. But I think actually what God is wanting us to know this morning, that the Holy Spirit is available. And that's the biggest lesson for our discipleship life. We need the Holy Spirit. We can't do anything without the Holy Spirit that's worthy is acceptable to God, actually. We might try in our own strength, and we need to put our strength into things, but we need to partner with God in all of those things. We need the Holy Spirit. I think I want to ask at the end, when I, ty- when I ty- tie the whole thing together, maybe 
We'll ask, we'll, we'll ask the band back to come and sing a song. Andrew, I'm not sure if we should do fullness or the one you'd planned. Can you just kind of think about that for a moment? Okay. Um, because I want to ask us, you know, maybe we can respond and ask for the Holy Spirit in faith that God will give us the Holy Spirit. And maybe that's either, you know, maybe you've not known a filling of the Holy Spirit before. Maybe, you know, I'm, I'm not quite ready yet, so don't worry. See, <laughs> At the end. Maybe, <laughs> maybe, maybe, you know, it's, maybe you just need a refreshing, a refill. Like Janice is just filling up that glass there with wine. Maybe, maybe you just need a little bit more. Maybe you've gone a bit dry. But maybe it is that first time. Maybe you've struggled in your life just on your own. Maybe you need to know what that Holy Spirit empowering is. So let's just do, Brian, another slide. Let's, uh, and another one. Let's just kind of pull this all together. I think when it comes to discipleship, there's some questions we can ask ourselves. Because we can learn from people as well as from God. I don't know how much of a skill that's going to be useful to you, Mel, in folding t-shirts, but we can learn from other people. And I can look back on my life and see and point to the people I've learned from by seeing their example, by being available to them to show and direct and build me, and by getting you know the right kind of things built into my life. So the first thing is, who are you hanging around with? Who's modeling life to you? Take a look around you. There are, you know, there are plenty of people. I wonder, are you in a space where you're widening your horizons and thinking, who could teach me? Where could I learn stuff from? Yeah, maybe I'm, I'm looking at the Bible, reading my Bible, but is there something else I can do? do you know, we, we've had a great example of that up on our stage uh, in, in the music team recently. Have you seen Clara up there with her keyboard? Who's next to her? Mick. Mick, I just want to honor you. Thank you. It's not just Clara you've trained in this church. It's not just Clara. It's others that you've nurtured and you, you've, you've guided as they take those first baby steps. It might not be worship. It could be something else. Maybe you've got a heart to preach. Well, who, where are you going to go? Who are you going to get alongside to learn those kinds of things? Who is really feeding your life? Is it something good? Somebody good? Or is it Facebook? It's everything that's feeding your life healthy. Right, next slide. What? What are you learning? What are you looking for? Are you finding teaching material, if that's what you're into, that makes sense and that you can understand? It's no good jumping in to try and do a degree in theology when actually you haven't even started reading the Bible yet. But you could be at that stage. Are you finding teaching that makes it makes sense? Where are you finding this teaching? Sorry, Brian, no, not yet. Where are you finding this teaching? Where are you starting from? What's your goal? Take a good look at your life. What is God leading you into at the moment? Who can help you with that? It might be somebody in this church. It might not. What kind of teaching are you looking for? Where can you find it? Where are you starting from? I think we're on the next one now, Brian. And why? Why 
do we want to grow? Why do we want to learn? Why do we want to, to move on as disciples? Are you looking for practical teaching that helps you grow? For people who you can see in the Lord, in the Spirit, have more than you and you want to grow in that direction as well? Is that the heart of what you're doing? Are you looking for teaching that just makes you feel clever and knowledgeable? The purpose of learning is growth. Yes, for your benefit, for my benefit, but for others as well. You know, God gives us gifts and sends the Holy Spirit for the building up of the church. Not to make me feel great. That's the purpose of discipleship. It's not about getting the t-shirt or the certificate or the diploma or even the degree, but it's about to grow yourself, to equip yourself for ministry and to grow others around you, to grow the church. Just a couple of examples maybe here. Um, Cell UK, do a small groups training. There's one on the 21st of March. It might not be too late to book into that, but they do them regularly. If you are a small group leader and you feel you haven't quite got it yet, great basic course to go on. It's just one day down in Harperdon. If you have aspirations to be a small group leader, there we go. It's there. It's ready for you. It's there for you. You can partake of this amazing kind of stuff. Next one, Brian. If you want to go a bit deeper and actually want to learn how to read, study, and teach the Bible in either small group settings or in, in, in kind of preaching settings, there's something called team training. It's, it's, it's during the working day, I'm sorry. It's Wednesdays from 10 till 4, 10 Wednesdays every month. But it is really good. It will take you the next few steps on from our overviews of the Bible that we've done here through the story and through the Bible course. And it will do it in a practical way, which helps you apply what you learn. Next one. And then there's this one. If you want to broaden your horizons a little bit more, team do single days. There's one coming up on on Wednesday, the 18th of March. And they're going to talk about the whole issue of transgender issues. How we think and live as Christians in that kind of culture. Do you want to be challenged? There's a place to be challenged. Really, really interesting. You may find you don't agree with what people say. You may find it it helps you to understand or gives you further questions. But that is a good thing to do. A good thing to do. All these different kinds of growth. Okay, pop one on. There we go. So I just wanted to bring those things to you as practical examples. But actually, okay, Andrew. Actually, I think... What God really wants us to do this morning is respond to his offer. Because that came through again and again and again in our worship. Respond to his offer. If you who are not so good, if you who are evil, the word says, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will Father God give you the Holy Spirit if you ask? Don't sit there waiting for God to come along and say, oh yeah, Steve, I think probably it's time for you to get some more Holy Spirit. Are you hungry? Do you want to ask for that? If you're sitting here this morning thinking, I don't know what that means, maybe you want to wait and talk to somebody about that. But if you know you have a hunger for the Holy Spirit right now, I'm just going to ask Andrew to lead us. Which one are we going to do, Andrew? Fullness. Okay, I'll pop over there and do that in just a moment. Um, 
Andrew and Janice to lead us, let's respond. Do you want to kind of call out? And You'll just play and sing. Okay, you'll play and sing. Right. Father God, let's, let's just pray for this. Father God, we thank you that you are a good God. That so much more than us, you know how to give good things. And just as we sing now, we're going to sing and, and, and invite you, Holy Spirit, to come. And invite you, Father God, to give us that gift. I just want to encourage each one of you, as we sing, to speak some words, to confess to God that you need him, to confess to him that you need the Holy Spirit in your life, and ask. And if you need any particular prayer and help in that, then do come to the front. Claire will be here. I'll be here. Um, Anybody who's small group leaders, um, you know, who want to kind of, if you need to kind of help pray, that'll be fine. But please, please ask.